98K News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, the 18-year-old student protester who was shot on Tuesday has been charged with rioting and assaulting the police. League of Social Democrats Vice Chairman Raphael Wong and Social Welfare Sector Lawmaker Xu Ka-chun are released from jail and a minibus driver has died following a crash involving a bus, minibus and taxi in Shangshui. The 18-year-old student protester who was shot in the chest by police on National Day has been charged with rioting and assaulting police. He's among seven people aged 18 to 38 accused of rioting. The 38-year-old man is also charged with one count of arson. The student is still hospitalised in Queen Elizabeth Hospital and it's unclear if he will appear in charting court this afternoon. League of Social Democrats Vice Chairman Raphael Wong and Social Welfare Sector Lawmaker Xu Ka-chun have been released after serving a jail sentence over their role in the pro-democracy Occupy protests five years ago. They were greeted outside Stanley Prison by the co-founders of the Occupy movement, Benny Tai and Reverend Chu Yu Ming. Other pan-Democrats were also present. Mr Xu thanked those who turned up and said he may have lost £22 in jail, but he hadn't lost his belief in democracy. Mr Wong, meanwhile, expressed support for anti-government protesters. Actor Gregory Wong and a Passion Times journalist have appeared in Eastern Court accused of forcible entry to LegCo on July the 1st when protesters stormed and vandalised the building. Mr Wong and Ma, Ma Kai-chung did not enter a plea. They were granted bail on $2,000 and have to report to police once a week. Their cases were adjourned to mid-December to be heard along with other defendants facing similar charges. Alumni of the school attended by the teenager who was shot in the chest at a protest have called on the school to state its stance on the incident. A group has launched a signature campaign demanding the Chinwan Public Holchun Yu Memorial College condemn the shooting. A deputy head at the school had reportedly angered alumni by saying China was the mother and no matter what she did wrong, children shouldn't damage property at home. The MTR Corporation says all of its train stations opened this morning, despite facilities at around 10 of them being vandalised by anti-government protesters overnight. At Hanghao Station, hundreds of passengers were stuck in long queues during the morning rush hour, waiting to go through the only functioning turnstile. Dozens of MTR staff were also on hand at Taiwai Station to help commuters use the few ticket gates that remained in operation. A minibus driver has died following a crash involving a bus, minibus and taxi in Seung Soi. The accident happened at around 4am on Castle Peak Road, Kutung, when the minibus and bus had a head-on collision. The bus then hit the back of a taxi. The 56-year-old female minibus driver was trapped and later confirmed dead. The bus driver, two bus passengers and 11 minibus passengers were injured and taken to hospital. Turning overseas, European Union negotiators say they've already identified serious problems with new Brexit plans put to them by the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Here's the BBC's Damien Grammaticus. In particular, EU officials say that as it stands, it does not solve the issue of the Irish border and so threatens both the peace process and the functioning of the EU's single market. They say it lacks detail about how the UK would ensure any necessary checks happen even away from the border and about what exemptions from EU customs procedures the UK wants to be granted to Northern Irish businesses. The European Parliament's Brexit Committee will publish a detailed response later today, laying out its concerns with the UK proposals point by point. 
North Korea says its test firing of a new submarine-launched ballistic missile in the waters off its east coast was successful. Yesterday's test was the North's first of a submarine-launched missile in three years. North Korean state media said the missile was launched vertically and had no adverse impact on neighbouring countries. The test launch came hours after Pyongyang announced that nuclear talks with US officials would resume later this week. New research has predicted that childhood obesity will soar over the next decade, with China and South Africa seeing the biggest increases. Here's the BBC's Jessica McCallum. The study by the World Obesity Federation says the number of children classified as obese will rise to around 250 million by 2030, up from 150 million today. The research suggests that China and South Africa are likely to see the biggest increases. The organisation says the aggressive marketing of junk food is to blame and accuses governments of failing to protect children's rights to good health. It adds that obesity in childhood is closely associated with obesity in adulthood and that both are linked to higher levels of a number of diseases. Donald Trump has lashed out at Democrats leading the impeachment inquiry against him, saying they're wasting their time. During a press conference, he stepped up his attacks on Adam Schiff, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, accusing him of committing treason by inventing words he attributed to Mr. Trump. Adam Schiff, he's a lowlife. He should be forced to resign. He took a perfect conversation, realized he couldn't read it to Congress because it was perfect. It was a very nice conversation and it was horrible what he said. And that was supposed to be coming from me, but it was all fabricated. He should resign from office in disgrace. Mr. Schiff said the Trump administration was trying to frustrate the committee's inquiry into the president's phone calls with the Ukrainian leader, during which he asked for incriminating information on his presidential rival, Joe Biden. The president wants to make this all about the whistleblower and suggest people that come forward with evidence of his wrongdoing are somehow treasonous and should be treated as traitors and spies. This is a blatant effort to intimidate witnesses. The 78-year-old U.S. senator and left-wing presidential contender Bernie Sanders has suspended his campaign until further notice after having an operation on his heart. Mr. Sanders' campaign said the candidate had been taken to hospital last night after experiencing chest pains. He was found to have a blockage in one artery. The statement said Mr. Sanders was now in good spirits and was speaking. Here's the BBC's Gary O'Donoghue. This is clearly something that's pretty serious. He does sort of maintain a pretty grueling schedule and bear in mind he is 78 years old and he was due to be at a town hall gun discussion with other candidates later today he had plans to go to Iowa and California as well so this is really pretty big news in terms of the Democratic primary and really the future of his candidacy. A vintage bomber has crashed at an airport in the U.S. state of Connecticut, killing at least seven people. The Boeing B-17 aircraft, which was deployed by the U.S. Air Force in the Second World War, crashed at Bradley International Airport while trying to make an emergency landing. There were 13 people on board the plane. The BBC's Gareth Barlow reports. The vintage aircraft reported difficulties just five minutes after takeoff. According to initial investigations, the privately owned plane struggled to gain altitude, circled to return to the runway, lost control on landing and crashed into nearby buildings. Eyewitnesses reported a fireball erupting into the sky as emergency services rushed to the aid of the three crew and ten passengers. 
The opera singer Placido Domingo has resigned as general director of the Los Angeles Opera following allegations of sexual harassment. Last week, he announced he would no longer perform at the Metropolitan Opera in New York. Here's the BBC's Steve Jackson. Placido Domingo issued a statement saying the accusations against him had compromised his ability to serve the Los Angeles Opera. He said he was stepping down to concentrate on clearing his name. More than 30 singers, dancers, musicians and backstage staff have said they witnessed or experienced inappropriate sexual behaviour by the Spanish tenor. Some of the allegations date back three decades. Placido Domingo has now withdrawn from his last scheduled performances in the United States, but still has appearances planned in at least ten European cities. Iraqi security forces have clashed with anti-government protesters for a second day in Baghdad and a number of other cities. In all, five people have been killed in the unrest, including two in the southern city of Naziria. More from the BBC's Alan Johnston. Police in Baghdad barred access to the city's central square and sealed off what's called the Green Zone, where government buildings are located. But protests erupted in other neighbourhoods across the capital. Tear gas has been used and shots fired. Reports have also come in of clashes in a string of big cities in the south. The demonstrators, who appear to lack any organised leadership, are angry about the very poor public services, joblessness and the rampant corruption that plagues Iraq. Prosecutors in New York have accused the president of Honduras of taking one million US dollars in bribes from the jailed Mexican drug lord Joaquin Guzman. This report from the BBC's Will Grant. Prosecutors in the US say that Joaquin Guzman, widely known as El Chapo, personally handed the money to Tony Hernandez. They say the payment was made in exchange for state protection for the illegal activities of the Sinaloa cartel in Honduras. Honduras and other Central American nations play a strategic role in the drug trafficking operations controlled by Mexican cartels. President Hernandez has said the allegations against him are 100% false. The Nigerian President Mohamedou Buhari has arrived in South Africa for a three-day state visit amid tensions between Africa's two biggest economies over a wave of xenophobic attacks in Johannesburg. The BBC's Milton Nkosi is there. Pretoria rolls out the red carpet for the state visit by Nigerian President Mohamedou Buhari, which was planned long before the recent xenophobic attacks. It is a first for South Africa's sixth administration following this year's general election. President Buhari is expected to hold a town hall meeting with the Nigerian community to hear firsthand about the violence which affected many foreigners, including areas populated by Nigerian immigrants. Twelve people were killed, though none of them were Nigerian. To business news, the United States will impose punitive tariffs on a variety of EU products following a World Trade Organization ruling on government subsidies to the plane maker Airbus. The WTO found four EU countries had failed to withdraw illegal subsidies for the firm, a key rival to the US company Boeing. Here's the BBC's Vivian Noons. The tariffs on $7.5 billion worth of EU exports will mostly affect goods from France, Germany, the UK and Spain, with 25% tariffs on goods ranging from wine, olives and cheddar cheese to knitted sweaters and whiskey. Washington will also apply 10% tariffs to European aircraft. Delta Airlines says that move will inflict serious harm on US companies, while Airbus has called it a lose-lose, pointing to its 4,000 employees based in the US. 
Locally, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,919. That's 123 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $29 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 107.14 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 9 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 64 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Adam Cheung. We start with baseball. The Tampa Bay Rays have extended their season by beating the Oakland A's in the American League wildcard playoff. Yandy Diaz led off the game with a home run. His second homer put the visitors up 4-0 in the third inning, and they went on to win 5-1. Rays outfielder Tommy Pham recorded his first postseason home run, and he likes his team's chances in a best-of-five American League division series against the Houston Astros. I think, you know, everyone in the world is starting to see it right now, you know, um, but we have a tough road ahead of ahead of us. Houston's a great team, but we played them well this year, but it's going to be a dogfight. Tomorrow, it's game one of the National League Division Series between the Washington Nationals and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Next to ice hockey and the opening night of the new NHL season, the St. Louis Blues held a pregame ceremony at home to raise their Stanley Cup banner, but were beaten by the champions from the year before. The Washington Capitals beat them 3-2 after Jacob Vrana scored the winner two minutes into overtime. Austin Matthews scored twice to help the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Ottawa Senators 5-3. Before the game, the Maple Leafs named John Tavares as the club's 25th captain, a position that's been vacant for more than three years. Tavares captained the New York Islanders for five years before joining Toronto last season. Next to football, European champions Liverpool have picked up their first points in the Champions League group stage. They blew a three-goal lead against RB Salzburg only to win 4-3. Here's the BBC's Ian Dennis. Relief inside Anfield as Liverpool survived a scare against a free-scoring Salzburg. The European champions were 3-0 up, but the adventure from the Austrian champions was rewarded as they fought back with Huang, Minamino and Haaland scoring from close range. And at that point, with half an hour to go, the momentum was with Salzburg. After first-half goals from Mane, a super second from Robertson and Salah, it required Salah to fire home a fourth after 69 minutes to restore Liverpool's lead against an impressive Salzburg team. The other game in Liverpool's group ended goalless between Genk and Napoli. Barcelona also picked up their first win in the group stage. Luis Suarez scored twice as Barca came from behind to beat Inter Milan 2-1 at the Nou Camp. In the same group, Borussia Dortmund were 2-0 winners away to Slavia Prague. Willian scored the winner as Chelsea beat Lille 2-1. Last season's semi-finalist Ajax won 3-0 at Valencia. Zenit St. Petersburg beat Benfica 3-1. Lyon won 2-0 away to RB Leipzig. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Atom. And to end the news, the top story once again. The 18-year-old student protester who was shot on Tuesday has been charged with rioting and assaulting the police. News and Sport, RTHK. Child neglect is a criminal offense. That includes leaving your children at home unattended, even for a moment. Don't take this risk. An accident may occur at any time. You may be lucky once, but the second time, maybe not. One moment of neglect can lead to a life of regret. 
parents who need support to take care of their children can get help from the Neighborhood Support Child Care Project or other day child care services. For more information, please call the Social Welfare Department hotline on 2343-2255. A sunny morning. The smell of freshly baked pineapple buns. The ding-ding of a tram as we head to work. Neighbors laughing. The beguiling beauty of our harbor and skyline. This wonderful city has been built with the love and sweat of everyone. Treasure Hong Kong, our home. And welcome to the 123 Show on RTHK Radio 3. I'm Cruz McCallaghan and I'll be with you today until 3 o'clock. Big thank you to James Ross for this morning's Morning Brew. It was a great show. I was really enjoying the wine app conversation, even though I don't drink wine. So that goes to show how successful a conversation it was. But on to our guests today. Uh, we're going to be starting Thursday with a room full of actors and directors. We are joined by Candice Moore, Hamish Campbell, and another actor we'll meet shortly from the Secret Theatre Project to lift the curtain on their latest production. Then we're going to be chatting about screen addiction at two o'clock with psychologist John Shanahan. Um, we're talking about it mainly in teenagers and young people, but let's be honest, it's going to affect all of us. Then at 2.30pm Dr Eleanor Au, a GP at Matilda is going to be joining us for a public service announcement, basically, all about the flu vaccine ahead of peak flu season. But for now, let's have a listen to Natasha Bedingfield and kick it. 